Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Own Your Life. We're your hosts, Lexi and Sarah. We're stoked to be back with another episode for you this week. Sarah, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. I just went for a little morning coffee walk, did a little shopping, and now I'm back. So I feel great. (laughs) Wow. That sounds amazing. When the morning, when the day, I also went on kind of a later run, but vibes are high. I was jamming to Taylor Swift the whole time. Oh my gosh. I love that. Wait, you told me the fire alarm went off last night? Yeah. So the fire alarm in my apartment building went off at three in the morning last night. And it wasn't just our unit. It was the whole building. So everyone had to evacuate three in the morning, all wearing our pajamas just next to my classmates. And we were out in the cold for 45 minutes or so. I don't know why I thought it was a good idea to just slip my shoes on with no socks. And I looked silly, but (laughs) that definitely disrupted my REM sleep. So (laughs) I slept an extra 30 minutes or so this morning. Well, I'm proud of you that you still got your run in for the pot. Good job. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Vibes are high now for sure. Good. So this week we've done some reflection and we feel like our intros have been a little bit long. So in an effort to shorten them and make it also a little bit more fun for you guys who are listening, we're going to introduce a new segment at the beginning of the podcast called Highlights of the Week. And we're each just going to share one highlight from our week. And we'll do that every week for as long as we feel like it's fun. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited about this. You guys all know Lexi and I are big fans of the five-minute journal. And in the five-minute journal every day, it's like, what are your highlights of the day? That's kind of the inspiration for this segment. Yeah, there's three a day, right? So we basically have 21 highlights of the day throughout our week. We'll just each share our top highlight of the week. Do you want to go first? Sure. My highlight of the week was this weekend. We had a tennis match. That was definitely not the highlight of the week. That was like the low of the week, probably. I did not play very well, but it's okay. We had a tennis match and my mom came to watch my match and it was her birthday. She watched my whole match. It got done really late. It got done at 8 p.m. And she drove me back to Corvallis and we met my dad at Sky High, which is a brewery in Corvallis. We celebrated her birthday. It was really fun. Food was super good. I got a margarita pizza and a kombucha, which I was stoked about. Yum. <laughs> that night, I went to bed so much later than I usually do. It was like 1130 or midnight almost. And then the next morning, my mom and I kind of had a free morning because it was Sunday. So we walked to coffee and also celebrated her birthday. I don't know if anybody knows right now, but coffee culture in Corvallis, their special is the honey rose latte. And it is so good. I got it with oat milk. Highly recommend if you're looking to change it up, get the honey rose latte. Spending time with my mom this weekend was really fun. That sounds so good. The honey rose latte. It's so good. And hanging out with your mom. For sure. (laughs) What's your highlight of the week? My highlight of the week was actually the Super Bowl and not the game itself, but we had a few friends over for the Super Bowl, just a handful of friends. And one of my friends, Lauren, she was like, yeah, I'll come over. But to be honest, I don't really want to watch the game. So I'm going to bring some art supplies and make Valentine's. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And she seriously, she came prepared. Like she brought markers, paints, different types of pens, pencils. And I was like, you know, I want to make a Valentine too. And so, and so we just sat there for a couple hours drawing these cute little Valentines. We got ideas off Pinterest. It was so fun. 
That's the first time in so long that I've actually just drawn and colored something. I can't even remember last time I did that. <laughs> but I wow, it. that sounds so fun. That sounds like a great time. And honestly, you probably didn't miss that much of the game. If it was on the background. No. no. I tuned in for the fourth quarter and overtime. Of course, I'm glad that the Chiefs won. Yeah. <laughs> I was too. just really there for the Taylor Travis. Um, what do you call it? The plot. Uh, yes. I was there for the plot. <laughs> I was also there for the plot. It's funny because I didn't actually get to watch any of the Super Bowl, which I also wasn't super bummed about. But I was on the phone with my parents as the game was in overtime. We'd be just talking on the phone, like having a conversation. And then all of a sudden my mom would like freak out and i'm like oh my god i'm trying to talk to you about something that was how i got the news about who won i can't believe you weren't curious enough to turn it on <laughs> just uh, just for the plot <laughs> well i was like i'll see all the taylor swift content on instagram tomorrow it'll that's be fine that's yeah. fair <laughs> yeah but making valentine sounds so fun that just sounds like a super wholesome day it I'm jealous. was so wholesome that's a great highlight <laughs> should we get into the episode Let's get into the episode. This week's episode topic is environment is everything. We'll talk about what we mean when we use the word environment, why environment matters, and we'll spend most of the time talking about how you can change your environment. I'm super excited. So let's get started. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you define the word environment? For sure. So I think when personally, when I talk about environment, I think this encompasses your whole environment. This includes the city you live in, the people you surround yourself with, the places you hang out, the car you drive, the clothes you wear, the food you eat. It's everything, really. What do you think about? I agree. I feel like environment is all encompassing. I also tend to think about the content you consume as part of your environment. TV shows, social media, like the books you read, the movies you watch, podcasts, music, things like that, the information you're consuming. Yeah, um, I think that's a huge one. Yeah. And then I also think about the specific places you spend your time. So I think it's really easy to think of environment as the city you live in or the house or the apartment or whatever that you live in. But a lot of people spend most of their time at work. A lot of people spend a lot of time at the gym, nature, coffee shops, you know, the library. Most people don't spend a lot of their time at home. Places that you spend your time that aren't necessarily your home. One big thing that I think about when I think about environment is foods you surround yourself with. Not only the foods you put in your body, but for the most part, the foods you keep in your house. That is a huge part of environment for me. I totally agree. And I really like how you brought up the specific places that you spend your time because I mentioned the places you hang out. But I think it's easy to think of environment as nature that's around me because environment just makes me think of nature. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but like really natural so, environment. Right, right. But really it's so much more than that. It's your indoor environment too and the places that you go. So I love that point. For sure. Do you want to start by talking a little bit about why you feel that environment matters so much? I think environment is huge. The title of this episode says environment is everything. We've said this before on the pod and I truly believe it. You are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. I check myself on this all the time. Who am I spending the most time with right now? And are these people that inspire me to be better? Or should I be spending my time with other people? So I think that's a huge part of it for me. 
I fully agree. I don't even really think I realized how much of an impact the people I surround myself with has on me until you go from high school and you have your core friends in high school. And then I go to college and I have my core people and I surround myself with in college. And it's so different. You don't really get that perspective until you surround yourself with different people. One thing I like to think about when it comes to the people you surround yourself with is fountains versus drains. And we've talked about this before as well. Fountains are people that lift you up, that are positive, have a good attitude, genuinely want to see you succeed. And drains are people that drain your energy. Fountains are people that raise your energy, raise your frequency. Drains are the opposite of that. Drains drain your energy. They're negative. They pull you down. They're competitive. They're judgmental not the type of person you want to be around, not someone who's going to bring good energy to your life or allow you to thrive in the way you could otherwise. I love this topic because you might think you have control over most of the choices, most of the decisions that you make on a daily basis, but your words and actions are heavily influenced by the environment you surround yourself with. I'm subscribed to James Clear's newsletter and James Clear wrote Atomic Habits. A few weeks ago, I actually wrote this quote down in my phone. He said, environment is the invisible hand that shapes human behavior. I was just like, that is so true. Your environment really has influence over your habits. Your environment has influence over your mindset, your health, your energy. Your environment truly influences your life. I think it's very, very important to consider your environment if you're trying to make a change in your life. Can you read that quote again? Yes. (laughs) Environment is the invisible hand that shapes human behavior. I love that because I think not even realizing it, we're so influenced by our environment. Our environment can also change our energies. Let's say you don't like your house. Your house is dark. You don't like your furniture. You don't like the decor. You just don't like it. That's going to bring your energy down. Let's say you're trying to start working out or you're trying to start a new habit, whatever it is. If you're in your house all the time and your energy is being brought down, you're going to be so much less motivated to go do the things that you want to do. It's so true. And it's the exact same for what we were talking about, the people that you spend your time with, who you spend your time with. It's where you spend your time. It's who you give your energy to. It's all of it. I totally agree. There's so many different components of environment. So should we talk a little bit about how to change your environment, how to optimize your environment? Yeah. So when Sarah and I were thinking about this episode individually, we both approached this concept from two entirely different ways. Sarah kind of looked at it more on a micro scale of how can you change your immediate environment, your current environment to make your life better right now. And then I kind of looked at it from this macro scale of let's say you want to do a complete 180 on your life and your environment. How can you do that? So We figured let's break it up. I'll let Sarah go first and talk about those micro changes you can make and I'll chime in here and there and then we'll switch over to me and I'll talk about the macro changes. I also think it's really interesting that we took this two separate ways. What also is very interesting is when we've done podcasts in the past or talked about just really any topic in the past. One thing I've realized is I tend to think of things on a micro scale, like hours and minutes, and you tend to think of things in years, which is so interesting, but both yeah. are super applicable and both are important. So it works out. It's, um, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. It's like a consistent thing across every topic. <laughs> yeah. It's, and I was just thinking about that right now. It's so interesting. Honestly, most of my philosophies or most of my thoughts about environment are heavily influenced by the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. So if you haven't read that book, 
a lot of what I'm going to say, I probably picked up in this book. In terms of those micro environmental changes, if you truly want to optimize your environment for the type of person that you want to be, the biggest thing I would say is make sure you have physical boundaries. What I mean by this is in your house, for example, every room has a purpose. Your kitchen, your dining room, that's for cooking and eating. Your office is for your work. Your bed is for sleeping. Maybe one other thing. (laughs) But every room and every place in your house has a purpose. I think a lot of people get really caught up in their, you know, scrolling social media while they're at the kitchen counter, while they're eating dinner. And that's I'm guilty of that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm guilty of it too. Or you're scrolling social media while you're in bed trying to get sleep. And I think this is why work from home is so hard because there's people out there that are trying to be a mom and a cook and an office employee and on social media all at once. And that makes it really, really hard. I would say just really try to focus on physical boundaries. Every room, every environment has its own unique purpose. I think it's really interesting you say physical boundaries because I think you could even extend this to emotional boundaries with people. And you want to elaborate? In, yeah, in the sense of someone is maybe always needing your attention or constantly wanting to complain to you or vent to you, that is part of your environment too. So if you don't have a boundary set with that person, that can really bring you down. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a really good example. And that makes a lot of sense. It's interesting because I have a friend who's kind of like in that exact situation right now. She's like, I need to set these boundaries for myself. Otherwise, I won't be able to just have my own energy. This is all just taking away from my energy and my matchsticks. So that's super applicable. I love that point. My next point on how to optimize your environment is create an environment that makes your desired habits easy. So basically reduce the friction in your environment associated with the habits that you want to perform. Let's say you are looking to like optimize or streamline your workout routine. You want to get up in the morning. You want to work out. Lay out your workout clothes the night before. That will make getting ready to go work out so much easier. Let's say you want to get better sleep. Optimize your sleep environment. Make sure you have a dark cool room. Make sure you put your phone away before you go to bed. Make sure you're optimizing your environment for sleeping. If you want to stop scrolling on social media before you go to bed, don't bring your phone in your room. Leave your phone outside your room or at the very least, plug in your phone across your bed. I've done this before. I've kind of gone back and forth. It does take a lot of discipline, but if you want to stop scrolling social media at night, this is the way. That's a hard one. I'm so bad at that, but I want to do that. (laughs) Well, that do that have a lot of discipline because then also too, if if you want to get up early in the morning, that's another habit. Put your phone across the room. It will make you get out of bed. Well, yeah, I would add maybe another way to facilitate this is to get an alarm clock because I think so many of us use our phones for our alarms in today's day and age. Yeah. If you get an alarm clock, then you really don't need your phone in your room at all. That's a good one. We've talked about this in the last few podcasts before, but if you want to stop being distracted throughout the day, like if you feel like you're constantly being distracted with your phone, turn your phone on just a constant do not disturb. That way, when you want to look at notifications, when you have the time and energy to look at your notifications, it's your choice. It's not somebody else deciding that you're going to be notified of something that's probably not that important. If someone needs your attention, they can call you. I just want to add real quick, since you brought this up in the 2024 ins and outs, I did this and I completely turned off Snapchat notifications, tons of notifications. 
And I just clicked on Snapchat yesterday and I had Snapchats from three weeks ago that I hadn't looked at because I didn't have the notification. And I was like, honestly, I'm not mad about this at all. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. I, you probably lost your streaks, I guess, if you had any. I, well, that's what I was saying. I'm like, I'm not a streak person. Anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. And did you miss out on anything crazy, intense, life-changing? No, probably not, right? Literally, no. If it was, that person would have called me, you know, yeah. to say it. So it's great. <laughs> they wouldn't have notified you about something really important via Snapchat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So. That's a good one for sure. It's definitely changed my life as well. My last and most important probably tip on creating an environment is fill your fridge, fill your pantry with the foods you want to put in your body. Don't fill it with foods you don't want to put in your body because having discipline is so much harder than just not having the choice in the first place. If you go to the store and you get Oreos, ice cream, and you get all these things that you don't actually want to be putting in your body on a daily basis, and then they're in your house, you're probably going to eat them at some point. But if you go grocery shopping and you get lots of nutrient-dense foods that you're excited about, you get lots of fruits, lots of vegetables, good source protein, and you have your fridge and pantry full of those foods, you have lots of choices still. So you have those choices and they're all good choices. And if you really want that ice cream, you can drive to the ice cream shop in that moment and get it. That increases friction when it comes to those bad habits. I love that. I think that's such a great idea. Andre and I try to do this too. When we go grocery shopping, we have big sweet tooths. We always want to buy desserts and stuff. But what we'll do is we'll just get one serving's worth that would last us literally one day and then it's like okay if we want more we have to actually walk or drive there and get more <laughs> so yeah, exactly that i think it's a really good way to deal with things like that because obviously you don't want to go too far and take it to such an extreme level but that still allows you to have the choice to celebrate or have that treat when you want it it's just not a daily occurrence and it's not a part of your routine so yeah it's not part of your environment Exactly. Exactly. I love it. (laughs) And so with that, like I talked about how that increases friction for a bad habit. One thing that's really important to remember about environment is your environment can fuel good behaviors or it can drive bad behaviors. It's really just up to you to think about both sides of it. It's not just you want to optimize your environment for those good behaviors. You also want to make sure you're not optimizing your environment for the bad behaviors. So increase that friction for those bad behaviors like we just talked about and decrease the friction associated with good behavior, whatever that is for you. I love that. And I think your friction example is so good. That's such an easy way to think about it. One more thing I did want to add, something I did to change my physical environment yesterday was I have been trying to stretch more and do breath work, but to me, it's just not a fun thing to do. I just don't enjoy it. So I went to Home Depot and I bought exercise mats. I put them on the ground and then I got my printed out vision board, taped it up on the wall. And now it's like this little stretching nook that is so cute and cozy and it has nice mats. So now I feel motivated to go do it, you know? I saw that area in your house on Instagram and I was yeah, like, I, I would stretch every day if I had that in my house. <laughs> 
And one more thing along with that is I remember one time I was listening to a podcast and someone was like, if you want to do more pull-ups, go buy a pull-up bar and put it somewhere you'll see it in your house. You know, when you're just walking past something with a few kids or like when you were a kid or with your friends or whatever, and they've got chin-up bar and everyone's always like, let me try to do a chin-up. That could just be you on a daily basis walking through your house. If you have a chin-up bar there, it's more likely that you're going to do a chin-up than if you don't have a chin-up bar there. Totally. That's such a great point. Those are my tips associated with on a micro scale, you can optimize your environment for the person you want to be, the habits you want to have. Do you want to talk about how you can make some big macro environmental changes? Yeah, I will in a second. I just wanted to ask you one thing because I know we talked a lot about the people we surround ourselves with is a huge thing. Do you have any tips for on the micro scale, how you can change that part of your environment? That's a great question. Well, one thing I was talking to one of my friends about the other day is just kind of scan the conversations you have with your friends as a whole. You're obviously going to gossip at some point with some of your friends, probably going to rant and you're going to have those conversations where you're in a bad mood complaining with every friend you have. That's honestly an important part of having supportive friends is them being there for you when you need them to talk through things. But if Mm -hmm. you look at your last years of conversations with each friend, What percent of them are positive, exciting conversations, talking about each other's future, talking about things that are going well in your life, uplifting, supportive conversations that fill your cup? When you leave that conversation, when you leave hanging out with that person, you feel that your cup is full and you feel that your energy and your frequency is higher than when it started. If you look at your conversations overall, there's a percentage of your conversations where you probably leave that conversation or you leave that interaction. You just feel like pulled down and you feel like your cup is not full. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you feel like your energy has been drained, those drains. So what I would say is look at those conversations you have over a longer period of time. Don't look at just one day and be like, I had a bad conversation with this person. I'm not going to be friends with them anymore. Look at patterns. If the patterns show that this person is consistently filling your cup, that's a good sign that you want to keep them in your life. If the patterns are showing that this person is consistently draining your cup or draining your energy maybe it's time you take a step back from that friend. And then would you say as far as actually doing that and taking that step back, do you have any advice for how you would do that? These are all great questions. (laughs) These are all things I've thought about. So I love talking about this. I would say it doesn't have to be all or nothing. I have friends in my (laughs) life where we're not 100% on the same wavelength. Sometimes we have good interactions. Sometimes it's, eh. I haven't had to be like, oh, I can't have you in my life. Obviously, it's a very extreme situation. But maybe the majority of the time that I spend, I spend with some other friends. And then every once in a while, we hang out, we get coffee, we catch up. One thing you can do, too, is think about the environment that you and that negative friend are in. If you can find out where are the places that we have good conversations, when have been the times that we've had that good chemistry and try to replicate that? Maybe it's when you're playing tennis together or maybe it's when you're climbing together, doing something active. So it takes off the, you know, if you're getting coffee, it can be easy to just be negative, like complain and talk badly about other people. If you're doing something that's exciting and fun, maybe that is where your energy goes and it's a more fun interaction. I think that's a great idea. And what that last example made me think of was going to the bars. And I don't know how often you go out for drinks with people, but I tend to notice for myself when I'm getting drinks with people, you know, you're getting a little buzzed and that's when your energy starts to fall and you start to fall into those negative thought patterns, at least for me. And your kind of normal judgment goes out the window. 
So maybe this friend, you guys just shouldn't go out drinking together, but maybe they're a great friend going for a walk, you know? Exactly. You hit the nail on the head for sure. (laughs) I'm really glad you brought that up because even for me to talk through that provides a lot of clarity of maybe I should kind of think about this in my own life. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I think another thing I would add too is you kind of alluded to just take a step back from that friendship. When I think of a way of how to actually do that, just don't be the one who initiates the hanging out. Make them ask you, you know. Exactly. So yeah. Should we get into the macro changes? Give me what you got for the macro changes. I'm ready to hear it. Okay. Sounds good. The first thing I would say in terms of changing your environment on the macro scale is take responsibility for your current environment. Recognize and understand that everything that is currently in your environment and your current reality, you created that. The house you live in, the city you live in, the clothes you're wearing, the food you're eating, you created that environment. I think it's so easy to be the victim and be like, oh, well, I wasn't born into money, so I got stuck like this. And, you know, this just happened to me and everything bad always happens to me. In reality, you're in complete control of your environment. Acknowledge that, but then also take that acknowledgement and realize, be inspired by it and realize that just because you might not like your current reality and your current environment, you have the complete power to change it if you want to. The last thing you said there, like it goes both ways. It's a bummer to think about in some situations that you created your environment, but it's also exciting to think about the fact that you have the power to change it. One thing you really made me think about, which I don't know if you know who he is or what you feel about David Goggins. No idea who that is. (laughs) (laughs) He's crazy, fully crazy. But he grew up super overweight, 300 pounds. And every odd that could possibly not be in his favor was not in his favor. He had a bad relationship with his parents. They were doing drugs. He didn't do well in school. He had learning deficits. I didn't actually know much about David Goggins, except for that he's just crazy and runs on broken ankles and screams (laughs) crazy things. And he actually talked about his life. He's like, anyone could have said that my life was the way it was because I just really got unlucky. And I wanted to prove all those people wrong. At some point in in his life, he made a change. And now he runs ultra marathons. The discipline he has is insane, but it does show very clearly that you have control over your environment. You have control over your outcomes. I've spent years looking for a protein powder that is well-sourced and minimally processed, which is why I was stoked to come across Momentus. Momentus Whey Protein Isolate Powder is made from 100% grass-fed whey protein isolate. It's easy on the stomach, blends well, and tastes great. I take Momentus Protein Powder mixed with water and Momentus Creatine after every workout, but it's also great in smoothies and baked goods. If you'd like to try Momentous, head to livemomentous.com and use code OYL15 at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's code OYL15 at livemomentous.com for 15% off your purchase. I hope you love Momentous as much as I do. That was such a great example. And I also want to acknowledge that some people are dealt a better hand than others when they're born, you know, and that's just kind of the luck of the job. But really, the point of this is just understand that you have the power to change that. That's the first step I would say. Going into my second one, it's detach yourself from your 3D body. 
I know this sounds kind of weird, but what I mean by this is really labels. So I think a lot of us are like, in my example, my name is Lexi. I'm from Oregon. I went to West Albany High School. I'm a pharmacist. These are things that we all tend to internalize as our identity and who we are. But really, these are just labels. They're the idea of you and they're the idea that everyone else has of you, but they are not you. And if you can separate yourself from those things, then you'll have such an easier time changing your environment. I really like that point. Yes, those are things that are part of your life, but you're also made up of all these things on the inside, like how genuine you are, honesty. I think we talked about it on the core values pod, things that people can't really take away from you. You have two different ways you can think about you as yourself and your identity. Right. I agree. And I think we get really stuck being like, I'm Lexi, I'm from this town, and this is who I am. And that makes it hard for us to leave that environment because it's so strongly associated with what we conceive as our identity. That's a really good point. I can relate to that because even when I was thinking about pharmacy school, I, for the longest time, was just like, I'm just going to go to Oregon State. Like, I'm from Corvallis. I'm going to hang out in Corvallis. I didn't even consider anything else. You actually open yourself up for opportunity. Right. Exactly. Yeah. At the end of the day, those are all just labels. Remove yourself (laughs) from those labels. Allow yourself to expand. (laughs) I love that. My third point is start hanging out with different people. And we've touched on this earlier on in the episode, how you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. My thought is if you want to be fit, start hanging out with people who go to the gym and that are active on a daily basis. If you want to be a better student, hang out with the smartest kids in the class. If you want to be wealthy, hang out with wealthy people. (laughs) There's this analogy that I love about this old man, and he's spent his whole life working really hard, and he's built up all this wealth. And someone asked him, what would you do if you lost all your money? And his response was, I would go find the room full of the wealthiest people, and I would just sit there. I think that's so powerful. Just putting yourself in that environment with those people, you're going to start to become more like them. I love that. I could not agree more. I really like that analogy. I've never heard that before. And one thing you touched on was if you want to be fit, hang out with people that go to the gym. One way you could hang out with people that go to the gym, one way you could hang out with smart people who are studying is you could go to the gym or you could go to the library, you know, where people are studying. So I I think there is that there's those two sides of you can find the people and you can hang out with them or you can go to the place where the people are and you're guaranteed to be surrounded by those people. Right. Either way. (laughs) Yeah, either way. And you can think about it both ways. And it's are you looking for that more personal connection or are you looking for that energy? But one thing I've said over and over and over again, and I'll say it again, If you want to find people that have commonalities with you, the habits you're looking for and the type of person you are, you want to find people that are disciplined and like going to the gym and like working out and have the same mindset that you have, go to the gym at six in the morning and see who's there. Right. Totally. And one other thing I wanted to add to this is that changing the people you surround yourself with can be really challenging. I think this can be one of the hardest steps in this. And the reason why, in my opinion, is because of something that 
I'm not sure what it's called. I've coined it the mirror effect. (laughs) But it's basically, you know, if you are, let's say you're really not happy with your body and you want to be fitter, it might be hard for you to start hanging out with people that are really fit. Because what that does is it shines a mirror back on you and it kind of shows you what you don't have. And I think because of this, people don't want to hang out with the smartest kids in the room because it makes them feel like they're not smart. So that can really prevent us from putting ourselves in those rooms with those people that we want to be more like. And I think my advice for this is whatever feelings that that gives you, because it happens to all of us, instead of feeling jealous or envy towards those people, turn that into inspiration and tell yourself, if she can do it, I can do it too. If he can do it, I can do it too. Literally mic drop. I <laughs> I know exactly what quote you're referring to because we kind of talked about this. Like Lexi actually sent me a podcast about a week ago and I listened to it and I was like, this quote, envy is the opposite of inspiration. Inspiration, inspiration yeah. says, if she can have that, if she can do it, I can have that too. Versus she has that. Why don't I get to have that? And that was such a mindset shift for me because obviously there's the victim mindset and there's the not victim mindset. I probably fall somewhere in the middle. Like I'd like to think that I have the ultimate. I look at everyone. I'm just like, that's amazing for you. Like I want that too. I mean, that was that changed my perspective so much. You were talking about that mirror effect. That's so real though. Yeah. And we've said this before. You never want to be the smartest person in the room because then there's no room for you to grow. Exactly. I want to surround myself with and I want to form relationships with people who I look up to. When you're looking for those friendships when you're looking for those deep, meaningful relationships, the questions I find myself asking myself are, is this someone who genuinely wants me to succeed? Is this someone who pushes me to be the best version of myself? Is this person driven themselves? Am I inspired by them? Do they have a growth mindset? I think that one is huge. Just knowing that you can get better. Things can get better. Are their habits, values, and goals aligned with mine? This is also a really big one because someone can be killing it. Maybe someone is an archaeologist and they are killing it. They're really driven. They're doing great. But you don't want to be an archaeologist. So it is great to be surrounded by that energy, but it does help when their goals and their values especially are aligned with yours. And my last thing is just surround yourself with people that you look up to yourself. Surround yourself with people who you see as a role model. For me, this is you. I look up to you, Lexi. I'm like, Lexi, I want to be you in five years. I feel like our goals are aligned, our values are aligned. I could easily see falling in your footsteps. Of course, I'm going to surround myself with you. Like You've already given me so much good advice about things that are happening in my life that other people wouldn't be able to give me because we're not so aligned with the course of our life. Those are just the types of things I try to ask myself when I'm looking for those people that I do want to invest in and those relationships I do want to invest in. I love that. And that's very sweet of you. (laughs) I'm sorry I can't give you any any advice, my 20-year-old advice. I guess no, but I mean, that's not true though, because I genuinely look up to you too. I think you're so disciplined you're so much more disciplined than I am is how I see it when it comes to fitness school. I'm like, wow, (laughs) if she can do that, I can do that. You know? So it goes both ways. One last thing I wanted to say going off of something you said, it's that we experience this mirror effect too. It's not like I look at every single person and I'm like, 
wow, if she can do that, I can do that. I do get these pangs of jealousy and these feelings too. And I think that's why it's important to talk about it and share with you guys. We go through this too. And this is just something we're working on and trying to switch our mindset about. Yeah, for sure. My last point is accept that you most likely will have to leave people and places behind if you truly want to do a 180 on your environment and if you really want to grow. Sometimes the best thing you can do if you feel really stuck, nothing's right in your current environment. Even if you made the small changes, Sarah said, your life still wouldn't be where you wanted it to be. Sometimes the best thing you can do is pick up and move far away. Get yourself in a completely new city, maybe a new state. Get yourself away from all your current friends, your current family. And it's not to say that you can't still be friends with those people or love them from afar, but it's just to get yourself out of that environment temporarily. It can be a really hard thing to do because like I said, you do love and care about those people, but sometimes that is essential for you to become your next level self. I think that's really important to realize. And that goes along with one of those first points you made, which is you have control over this. This makes me think of how a lot of people like to complain about the weather. A lot of people live in places where the weather isn't great. And then they like to complain about it. If you don't like the weather, you can move. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And I've gotten some crap for saying that before. Not everybody has the means to move or whatever. But truly, if you hate the weather that much, if the weather is disrupting your life that much, get up and move. Yeah, 100%. And I know there are always barriers. You know, you can't always just pick up your job and pick up your whole life. Maybe you have kids. Maybe you got a grandma you got to take care of. You know, there there are things. Sometimes you can't do this immediately. But I do think at the end of the day, it is in your complete control. And if there's a will, there's a way. For sure. I think it's just liberating to know in the inside that if it is that big of a deal to you, you do have control because I do think a lot of people get stuck in this rut of just feeling that they don't have any control. No, you do. If this is this important to you, then you do. You might have to suffer the consequences of it, but you do have control over this. Right, exactly. And I think we've talked about that before, like how not every decision is without consequences, but you're still in control. Exactly. 100%. Honestly, the last thing I wanted to touch on was earlier we were talking about how I really look up to you and you're like, I really look up to you. And or that we were talking about how do you know when you have those good friendships and those good relationships you want to invest in and surround yourself with more and those ones where you don't. I think a really the best sign of this is a good relationship to have in your life is when you both look up to and want to be each other. That right there, I think, is the epitome of that is a good, meaningful relationship. Yeah, exactly. You inspire each other. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. No, I 100% agree. And I know that including you, there's a few other people and friends that immediately come to mind when I think about that. So I love that. Well, I think that about wraps it up for our topic today. I felt very passionately about this. So this was really a fun episode. Me too. I hope you guys love it. (laughs) (laughs) So for our question session today, the question is, what are your favorite leggings to work out in? Sarah, you want to go first? I'm glad that they asked this question like this and not like, what are your favorite leggings? Because maybe we can do that a different time because 
I would have two different answers. Just be yeah. <laughs> My favorite leggings to work out in, to exercise in, are the Lululemon Fast and Free leggings. I love these leggings because they're that thin athletic materials. Lexi and I have gone on runs before and Lexi's always like, how are you running in pants? I don't know. Like in the summertime, I'll just run in leggings. And when I've run hood to coast, run in leggings. I love running in leggings. And truly this material is so thin. It doesn't feel like you're wearing anything at all. And they have pockets, which is so nice so that I can play tennis in them and I can put my tennis ball in them or whatever. Or when I'm on a run, I can just slip my phone in them. They have like 10 different pockets throughout the whole, all the leggings, but they have side pockets too, which is the most important. Or I can just put my key in the back pocket. There's so many pockets. <laughs> I love these leggings. They also have a draw band, a waistband type thing so that you can adjust it. So the Lululemon Fast and Free leggings. I think they come in 25 and 28 inches. I usually get the 25, which are slightly cropped, but I like them. I want to get more soon. Those are my favorite leggings. That's interesting you get the 25 because you're pretty tall. I almost always get the 28s, but I guess if you're, you're wanting to run outside, then maybe that's why. Okay. I'm actually glad you said that you usually get the 28s because we're similar height and I've never got the 28s because they have them only online I think the 25s have always been slightly short like I don't like leggings that short really Mm -hmm. I I feel like it makes you look shorter (laughs) so maybe next time I'll have to try out the 28s honestly because I've been thinking about getting a few more pairs if you usually get the 28s maybe I will try that maybe you've inspired me (laughs) Well, I should have said I get the 28s and the aligned leggings. I've never actually had a pair of the fast and free. Oh, okay. And that's interesting too, because I feel like the aligned ones actually, the 25s are usually fine on me, but the fast and freeze feel like they're a little bit shorter for some reason. I don't know. Maybe they stretch differently. I don't actually know if I've even tried on the 25s and the align. Oh, interesting. I just tend to hate the look on me of the cropped legging. I wanted to hit just above the ankle. Yeah, honestly, same. That's That's honestly (laughs) been my only issue with these leggings is they sometimes feel slightly too cropped. I have a question for you, too, about these, because obviously the aligns are very like a compressive fit, like they hug to your body. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that these ones have the drawstring. So what is the fit like? Is it a compressive fit or is it you have to tighten it? Mine are very compressed. I don't usually use the drawstring. I know my friends, some of them do. I think I'm, I go a size small in these, so they're pretty tight. I like them just to be really tight when I'm running or when I'm doing any kind of exercise. So I don't usually use the drawstring, but it's there and you could make it tighter if you wanted to, I guess. I guess maybe another way I should phrase this is do they fall down when you're running? Like, are you hiking them up? No. Thank you for bringing that up because that's probably the biggest reason I love them is because for some reason, even having that drawstring, even though I don't actually really use it, I think it provides another layer of they stay, they stay up. Okay. I'll have to go try those on. I honestly don't know if I've ever tried them, but highly recommend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What leggings do you like to work out in? My interpretation of this question was what leggings do I like to lift weights in? So for running, this might be even a different answer, but at least for lifting weights, I have to say my favorite is the OG Gymshark Vital Seamless Leggings. (laughs) However, sadly, they don't sell them anymore. They they only sell the Vital Seamless 2.0, and I have a couple pairs of the 2.0, and they're just not the same. The OG fit was just perfect. 
I still have my pair of OG Gymshark Vital Seamless, and they literally are starting to get holes in them <laughs> because I've worn them so much. Sad. So, yeah. So if anyone wants to help me sew my leggings back together, that'd be great. I also might look on Poshmark and see if I can find some. I just love them because they're all of Gymshark's stuff, honestly, is a very compressive fit. But these ones, they just hug everything in perfectly. They make you feel good about yourself. They make your booty look good. <laughs> and they're not riding up or down all the time. They're just they're just great. I love them. <laughs> wow. So what was the biggest difference between the OG ones and the new ones? Or they just don't fit the same? Yeah, the cut's just slightly different. And the on the 2.0, the waistband's a little bit thicker. Um, so I I think if you want a, if you want a little more compression around the tummy, maybe you like the 2.0 better, but I kind of liked the 1.0, how it wasn't quite as thick. Yeah. That's one thing I like about Lululemon leggings too, is I like it when it's just a seamless, you don't really feel like you're wearing a, it's not restricting in any way. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad you brought up seams because <laughs> the reason I like Gymshark's leggings so much is because none of them have a front seam. and front seams drive me absolutely up the wall yeah you don't seem to have that issue (laughs) i yeah it's funny i don't think i've ever tried on any leggings that don't have a seam so that they don't have a seam they don't have a front seam right (laughs) so do they have the seam in the back then yeah i think i think i don't know i'd have to look but they have a seam around the waist okay okay yeah, they're seamed together at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've never tried Gymshark. I think I have one item from Gymshark from when I was 18. And I think it's so interesting. We're so similar, but when it comes to athletic wear, you are a Gymshark girl. And I've just never, mostly probably because I've just never tried the brand very much, but you're kind of inspiring me to look into it a little bit more because it, I always see the girls on Instagram. And I'm like, they're <laughs> killing it. That could be me, <laughs> which I'm sure is the point. Well, you know, honestly, it's funny you say that because I was a big, a few years ago, I was a big Gymshark girl. Like I had a yeah. Gymshark everything. But I've actually been trying to get away from it because I feel like the branding is so loud. I would honestly prefer if it just didn't have the logo, you know, like yeah, I just want I could see a that. basic, right. But I love the fit so much. So right. yeah, I think I'll definitely always be a Lululemon girl. nothing will change that but i might have to look into it and see if i can try a few pairs of leggings yeah they're pretty cheap too so yeah that also is interesting that you thought of this question as working out as in lifting versus working out as in running because my go-to lifting leggings or yoga would probably be a little bit different right (laughs) (laughs) well thanks for the question that was a fun one yeah. I could talk about <laughs> Lululemon leggings for a long time. Yeah, we could yeah, we could do a whole episode on our all of our favorite gym attire. <laughs> I, I think we should. Yeah. It might be too long. Well, I think that wraps it up for today. Thank you all for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe. If you do find it in your heart that you want to leave us a review, a review with a rating, that would be absolutely amazing. It would make our day. And please, if you like this episode, share it with a friend or family, anyone who you think might enjoy it or benefit from hearing it. And we're just so glad that you're here. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. Like we've said before, the biggest way you can support us is honestly by sharing our episodes with people that you know that you think might be interested. We're trying to build this own your life community. 
Make sure to follow us on Instagram. As always, all of the like pod Instagrams and our Instagrams will be linked in the show notes. And I just wanted to say too, I kind of think of our Instagrams, our podcast Instagram and our personal Instagrams as kind of a visual behind the podcast. So if you enjoy the podcast, you like the things we talk about and you want a little more insight into our daily lives or you want little snippets of the pod, little pieces of inspiration, definitely follow us on Instagram. And threads. And threads. threads too. Always. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like she's a big, a big threader. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Have a great rest of your day and we will see you next Monday. Bye.